Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Noble Discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today we're going to be talking about the movie Bullet Train. Now, this came out in 2022. We are just getting to it in 2023, so we are a little late to, to it. Neither one of us saw it in the theaters. We saw it on streaming. It's on Netflix, so if you haven't checked it out, we are going into spoiler territory, so you can go and check it out on Netflix and then come back here to see what we have to say about it. But let's go ahead and jump right in. So, Bullet Train... I know when it came out in theaters, a lot of my friends were talking about how much they enjoyed the film and that they thought that I would enjoy it too. And so I was like, okay, I'll see it eventually. And it came out on Netflix at some time near the end of 2022. And that's when I first watched it. And I did not, I had seen a trailer or two, but because it was so long ago that I saw the trailers, there was a lot about that movie that I did not remember. And I went back and watched the trailer after I saw the movie again. I mean, saw the movie for the first time. And I did not realize that the trailer actually spoils a lot of the characters that are in the movie. But going into the movie with, with no knowledge actually was more fun for me to like see those moments when certain actors popped up in the film. And I'd be like, wait a second they're in this movie what wait what who like i know that person i know that person too what is this movie and then that like made the movie even more fun because it wasn't just like the action and stuff but it was also just what cameos were they pulling into the movie so from that perspective it was also fun to see just from like having no knowledge yeah um i try to go into every movie i watch without any knowledge so i was actually really shocked um even though uh i accidentally got the spoiler of who um that girl's father is because well i i, I knew his face so i just kind of figured that it was probably white death um when mm -hmm. when uh i started watching the movie because that was like the one spoiler that i got um but other than that, I didn't really know what to expect. I'm not a huge mm. fan of Brad Pitt. I know you aren't. <laughs> yeah, but um, I thought he did, like, fine in this movie. I actually thought it was interesting um, how his character is very, like, different from the other characters. Because mm -hmm. all the other characters are very, like, serious. And they're really in this atmosphere in their environment in their situation and then you have this character of ladybug who's like i don't belong here like why are people acting like this this doesn't make sense to me and he's just very like out of the element of this film like mm. he's like a like a character in this film that feel that feels like he doesn't belong in this movie but then he he fits in the movie <laughs> yes so <laughs> The, the feeling I got from it was it almost felt like it didn't, like, when you see the rest of the movie and know what the overall story is, it's like the story isn't actually about him. It's not really his story. It's kind of Hiroyuki Sonata and his son's story. And it almost felt like Brad Pitt is in this movie just to sell the movie. <laughs> that's that's kind of almost how it felt to me because he didn't really feel like he's a character in the film but it's it's like i don't it's not his story it's not like he just exists within this world and the story is happening around him and it's kind of just yeah. happening to him as opposed to him influencing it to like any kind of like substantial degree and he's kind of actually his character 
is accidentally in this movie on this train because he wasn't really supposed to be on that train. He was just filling in for freaking Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) Who, like, speaking of, um, I, I thought it was... I thought it was interesting how many cameos there were because it wasn't just Ryan Reynolds. Um, I mean, Sandra Bullock had a lot of um, voiceover part in the film, but then you also have Channing Tatum. <laughs> it's just like... Also, Channing Tatum in the film. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I was like, what is with the this movie and their cast is just full of like... Just people that... People are, who are just on the train. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know like if you recognized her when you saw her but one of the i don't think the right term is stewardesses but i'm going to say that for right now one of the stewardesses that are oh, on the train yeah is the girl from the boys yeah i did notice so, her and i was like oh, she's here <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like what is happening in this movie there's just so many and then like some of the assassins like zazie beats is like in a in a suit for most of the movie and then she takes the suit off and you're just like wait what are you what are you doing in this movie um as one of the assassins and then yeah it's it's great because even just the regular cast of like with paperboy and aaron taylor johnson um and then yeah uh hiroyuki sonata and oh my god i forget the actor who plays uh his son um Oh my god, it's gonna come back to me in a second. <laughs> I don't know his name. The guy who but plays like, Yuichi? Uh yeah, because he was in uh Warrior. Uh, oh okay. that I was telling you about. Um and I like his actor too. So like those the the acting in this movie is already like strong. There's already a lot of strong actors in the film anyway, as as far as main characters we can follow. But then like these cameos just are like fun little icing on the cake. And then of course, you know, we get to Michael Shannon at the end of the film being like the main boss almost kind of reminding me of bill from kill bill it like felt very similar uh in that regard but i just i think that the characters are really fun like someone in the chat was saying that lemon and tangerine are like the best parts of the movie and i think that it's very easy to be pulled in to those characters as well because their dynamic is very interesting they actually reminded me a lot of um hazel and i forget her name um I got that it, mary yes. j blige played in yes. um umbrella academy mm-hmm. and like it's almost like those characters are exactly the same like that pair because they're two assassins and they're very like close to each other and they're very just like Man, we're just trying to do our job. <laughs> right? Like, we're not, they're not passionate about it or anything. They're just trying to get the job done and, like, really don't care about anything else except for each other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then they also have, like, this story about, like, wearing the bulletproof vest and how he's like, oh, but you can still get, you know, shot in the head. Why are you wearing the, the bulletproof vest and stuff like that? But then... You know, and it makes it look, but then, and it makes it look like he dies at some point in the movie, but he survives because he wore a bulletproof vest. <laughs> so, and I mean, or he said you can get shot in the neck, and I think that's how Aaron Taylor Johnson's character dies is by getting shot in the neck. Mm-hmm. So the way he said you can die is how he how he dies, but his brother actually survives getting shot with a bulletproof vest. So, no, I like I like that a lot. Um, and I like, I mean, and I was actually kind of sad to see Aaron Taylor Johnson's uh, character die 
um, Tangerine. I was sad to see him die because I actually kind of liked his acting in this. And now, like, we've seen Aaron Taylor Johnson in other things. He played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, and he was in Kick-Ass. Um, and so, like, we've seen him do stuff before, but, like, this was one of those movies where I was just like, yo, you you got some acting chops, and I kind of, like, I'm kind of liking you. Like, I think he was, he was, I think he was probably my favorite character of the movie. So when he died in the film, I was very upset, but I was so happy to know that the film at least had karmic justice at the end of the film when it came back and that chick was the prince, I think, was killed by a tangerine truck. And I was just like, driven by Paperboy. I'm like, Lemon, yes, excellent. I mean, when I first saw it, her get hit by the truck i was like that's the dumbest thing that's like <laughs> so overused and stuff but then later you see that um that lemon was the one that was driving a tangerine truck and i was like okay yeah. this is yeah. acceptable <laughs> exactly You're like yeah all right i'll let i'll let that one slide it was I'll almost like slide. i was it was almost like the whole movie i was like i don't really have any issues with the movie and then she gets hit by a truck, and I'm like, and you're just like, I hate this movie. Why did they ruin? The, they just ruined the movie, but then they fixed it. So. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I'm no longer angry. Yeah, they thought they thought it they thought it through. Okay, okay, I mm-hmm. I, I see it. Right, and so and obviously the movie has this theme about like I guess uh, luck and I um, bad luck. specifically bad luck, <laughs> <laughs> and just how it just seems that every everyone that is around or everything that is based around um brad pitt's character is just like like so much bad luck um and he he kind of survives these situations with a mix of being very skillful and also being kind of lucky and i just think that that's uh it's fun that they carry that out throughout the entire film as kind of just like a under the surface kind of theme yeah, actually, I thought it was really funny um, how they played with that because um, they made it so the prince was lucky. and Or she mm-hmm. at least kept saying that she was very lucky, and she was because things just kind of kept working out for her. It kept working out for her. And every time you thought that she was going to get caught or something bad was going to happen, then it's just like someone walks in and you're just like, no, no, she's the bad person. Yeah. Let this man kill her. And then you have like, <laughs> Um, Ladybug who is like unlucky and he says that he's so unlucky that like people around him just die like he's even he doesn't even try to kill them and they they just like almost die or or actually die Um, and I was dying of laughter when I was watching that scene of him fighting the wolf yes because that buddy (laughs) because he was trying so hard not to kill him and like Wolf was trying so hard to kill him, and then he threw the knife and it like bounced back and like, he accidentally killed himself. And I was like, "This is like, this is so comical. It's this is good." Exactly. Like it's it's like it's got this kind of dark humor to it, right? Um, and for me. It evoked kind of like, so we watched Man From U.N.C.L.E. the other week, uh, I think like last week, and uh, the director of that movie is Guy Ritchie. There are parts of this movie that feel like a Guy Ritchie film. Um, And so like, because Guy Ritchie, who I love most for Snatch, there's similar situations where people just 
get into these situations where they should not be able to survive and then things happen that allow them to survive and it also just so happens to be funny um and so i i like this style of i like this style of dark comedy because of the fact that it's still mixed in with a gory action um entertainment ride but at the same time using those kind of dark moments for humor and levity even though it's kind of horrifying my problem though and i guess they kind of like explained it later was that mm-hmm. um i just didn't get why he was ki- trying to kill him uh no 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 well i mean yeah that was the question but the thing like, mm-hmm. i couldn't get my head around was like why there was always no one on the train when these things were happening or when there were oh, yeah. people like on the on the quiet car, but then nobody heard them freaking out when he was dying or when when they found him dead and stuff like that. I was like, how come no one cares? And they're like putting like the glasses on him and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. no one sees it. So I'm just like, what? And then there's yeah. also like there's so many empty cars where like all these characters are able to have these private moments, like. The fight between Ladybug and Wolf. There was no one on that train, and like, I don't know. And then when even, um, even Ladybug and Tangerine for a moment, there's no one in that kind of uh, food car. I mean, Karen uh, uh, Fukuhara um, comes in for a brief moment, and they're like kind of smiling at her, and then she leaves, and then they're like start fighting, but they have the space to like fight because no one's in the room. Yeah, and when she walks in, I'm like, she doesn't notice that like. The cabinets are broken and stuff like that. And I'm like, how come they just let pedestrians into the snack car and there's no one in there? Same thing with the, yeah. the car that um that Wolf and Ladybug were fighting on because it was like a bar. The alcohol car. Yeah, yeah and there's like no one on there monitoring the stuff. So it just kind of took me out of it a little bit at times. But um, after a while, I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, that's not the point of this movie (laughs) right you learn to let it go because the movie's kind of just like you know what we know that this doesn't make sense but we don't care we need to show you cool action sequences and some of these sequences are actually just going to be funny so they're like hey if we have two people fighting in a car it'd be funny if like a stewardess walked in and they had to stop for a second and then walked out and they continue fighting they're like let's just go for the thing that's ridiculous and funny and you know, like, every once in a while, I kind of just need a movie like that, right? A movie that you can kind of just turn your brain off and have fun. And I feel like that that's what this movie is. Like, I don't think, like, I would, I don't know if I would say, like, this is, like, a, you know, 10 out of 10 film or anything like that. But from a standpoint of, did I sit down and when I watched it, did I enjoy it? Did I have a good time with, like, minor issues? Um, then for me, I would definitely say yes. Yeah, I think they should have they should have called it Snake on a Train. Snake on. A... <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh no! Oh, 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 oh no! Oh no! So, I know that you um, like, you saw the reveal at the end. Uh, did that re- did that like kind of change how you experienced the movie, or were you still kind of able to enjoy it anyway, even knowing that that was coming at the end? I think it was fine because the only thing I really knew is that so, that someone was her father, but I didn't know who it was. And then, um, I mean, it was 
it was pretty clear, like, after she talked about how she wanted to kill White Death, and um, she was talking about, like, how she was named the prince, because, and she was, like, upset at her parents for wanting a boy, and then, um, I don't know, I don't remember, but I was, I, I, I figured it out pretty quickly that White Death was her father, but then I didn't figure out very quickly why she wanted to kill him so Mm -hmm. i don't think that him being her father was a huge spoiler (laughs) okay that's good then i'm because that's what i was thinking i was like i felt like you would still be able to enjoy it because like i think that the bigger um point in the movie is when you find out why all these people are why are why are all these assassins on the train and that's what i really was like that's what i really enjoyed when i got to there I, because that's what I was, because there's two things that are kind of happening, right? You hear um, what the story is with Hiroyuki Sonata and how he was um, basically a part of this uh, crime crime family that then got betrayed and he survived. And then what happened with Andrew Koji, uh, his son, um, and how his son was thrown off a building in order to get him on this train to get him to do some things. But you ask yourself, wait a second. Why are all these trained assassins in the, in one place? And that's another thing that feels kind of ridiculous, but you kind of roll with it. And the fact that the movie actually has a good reason for it by the end of the film is what kind of ca- caught me off guard because that's what I wasn't expecting. I was just thinking all these assassins are just hired to get this one briefcase, and it just so happens that you know they're like having to kill each other, or they're like kill this person, but I also have to get this briefcase from this person. I was just like, okay, that's just fine. They just really just want this briefcase. So when I find out at the end that all these assassins in some way had a hand in the in Michael Shannon's wife being killed, I was like, yo, that's really cool. This is a massive revenge plot done by the main villain to get these other people who are responsible for the death of his wife to kill each other from the person that poisoned the doctor, from the person that caused the accident, to all this other stuff. I'm like, okay, movie, I see you. That's cool. I'm with it. I like it. I like it a lot. So that was very fun for me. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, he's so butthurt about this one thing that he has to even kill the doctor. Or no, that the doctor was killed by the hornet. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, like... Uh, I think I think it, I mean it kind of reminds me of um, Knives Out a little bit because you're just kind of trying to figure out what's going on, what everyone's motive mm-hmm. is, and stuff like that. It's not really like a who done it kind of thing, but it's kind of like everyone has their own agenda and they're conflicting with each other, um, and you're just trying to figure out like what everyone's deal is. And I think that's kind of. Um, it's fun to try to think about it, but then have still have to have the answer given to you at the end. <laughs> right. And so the other thing that I'll bring up is that I feel like overall um, the movie looks good until the end. Like if I had to like get a little nitpicky, I would say that once they get to the point where they have to crash the train, that's the point of the film where the CGI is a little you know spotty um so that's probably like the weakest looking part of the film is when they have to start doing that but 
all the stuff when they're on the when they're on the actual train and stuff like i think all that stuff like looks pretty clean yeah and um i think it's just interesting how they decided to use a train for this movie (laughs) so (laughs) all yeah all the budget went to the cast (laughs) (laughs) you know that is that is 100 percent true uh brad pitt had to spit had to split his uh his payment with all these other people that came on for like a day to shoot a day or two i do wish that they had um a larger japanese cast though because it does happen in japan Japan, and even the passengers are like very diverse um Mm -hmm. and i'm i don't know if it's like that in japan um but I do have a feeling that it's not quite that diverse where you barely see any Japanese people. So um, I just thought it would be nice if there was more Japanese people in the cast and actually even more in the uh, background as well. I can see that. I will still say that I do get the movie props because when you are looking across our main cast, um, there is a fair amount of diversity there uh, because of like, Andrew Koji and Hiroyuki Sanada and Paperboy and Zazie Beats and Bad Bunny. So they still do have like a nice little bit of diversity within like the main cast just from like other like culture standards, but from the standpoint of just being in Japan itself and having the Japanese people like, you know, being seen a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, Karen Fukuhara is like literally just like walking by. <laughs> so no, I can I can see where you're, where you're coming from there. Um, but at the same time, I do think that I I am happy that they did at least have um, a diversity of faces and and people and types of people in the movie at all. Yeah, I almost feel like she should have been one of the assassins. <laughs> it almost felt like she would be with her just like kind of popping in and popping out every like every little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of just like, wait a second, I could I know. I know you, you're going to be somebody. And then it turns out that she doesn't do anything. And you're like, and then she kind of just disappears out of the movie after she gets like hit in the face or something. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's too bad. Cause oh yeah. Cause I think Zazzy punches her in the face. <laughs> and oh, again. and they had a hero from hero. <laughs> oh my God. Hero Nakamura. You're right. He was... <laughs> Not his real name. We know guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot that he was in this movie too. Yeah, Um, but that's the (laughs) other thing that threw me is that, like, if he's checking everybody's, like, train tickets and stuff like that, but he doesn't walk through every train, he's only on some trains and stuff like that, so, um, like, the continuity just kind of, like, messed me up a little bit, and I don't think it's, like, because I know I, I, you know, I'm a kind of a continuity person um not because mm. i want to be but because i've been kind of trained to look out for it scripting, <laughs> scripting. <laughs> um but but it bothered me a little bit that like he was only on some trains and i'm just like uh and then they said like the like the white death said that he bought like all the tickets um mm-hmm. so he knows who is on the train but i was like but there were hella pedestrians <laughs> I mean, I guess they got off, and then he bought all the tickets from one station onward. I guess no one else goes 
onward. <laughs> right? And then where's the yeah. ticket? Whatever happened to the ticket master? <laughs> he bought them too. He wasn't, he he wasn't, on, he wasn't on the train after the whole crash. I so, I mean, I feel like he should have got off the train too. Like, what just happened <laughs> to my job? Yeah. <laughs> right? No, all those people just got to disappear. And at that point, the only person that's left is whoever's driving the train, which at this moment, there is someone driving the train, right? When they go to the front of the car? No. There, the there was no one driving the train. Yeah. I know. Interesting. Yeah. There's... See what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if you think about it too hard, then it's like, what? Right. But in the moment, you're just like, I don't care. I'm having fun. It's a good movie. It's 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 a <laughs> ridiculous... Like, it's a ridiculous movie. I would give it that. Like, things don't really make sense. But if you only look at what they want you to look at, then it's entertaining. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean... Right. To be honest, like... Yeah. By nature, it doesn't make sense that you have all these yes. assassins on a train and they're like <laughs> fighting and no one notices. But also, yeah. um, Tangerine running and then jumping on the back of a on bullet a train, train, of a bullet train, and then breaking the glass with his bare hands like that's like He's... the most unrealistic part of the movie. <laughs> nah, man, that 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 dude used to be a superhero. He knows what he's doing. He used to be a superhero twice. How many other people on that train could say they were a superhero twice? I mean, Paperboy was also admittedly a superhero in the same Marvel Cinematic Universe, actually. But they never met. They never met. So. <laughs> anyway. And oh, Zazie Beast is also a superhero. Because she, she's Domino in Deadpool 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think half that train is filled with superheroes. <laughs> He was a superhero for five minutes. You leave that man alone. He was a superhero nonetheless. <laughs> as far as movie continuity goes, he's been a superhero for just a little bit longer than Fastos because he was in an after credit scene and in one whole movie, while Fastos was only in one movie. So Eric Taylor Johnson <laughs> is more of a superhero right now than Paperboy is. All based right. off of runtime. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was, that's a side tangent that has nothing to do with the actual movie. Anyway, um, point is, we really enjoyed, or like I think it sounds like we both really enjoyed this film. Um, the deaths in the film are also pretty gnarly. Like, I, it's funny how um, Ladybug is able to outsmart the Hornet and basically take her own, her her one and only. Um, antidote and stabs himself so that he can cure himself from dying and then he's like wait you have another one right and then she just sits there and dies and then he starts talking to her and it's like you should always have more than one and he's like oh no I'm mansplaining again <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> like, this is great whoever thought to write that line in this situation is amazing so it's so good yeah just I so mean good. like it just it's just more of a play on his bad luck kind of turning on his in his favor even though it's not what he wants like like he's okay because he's surviving through and the bad luck is just kind of happening around him and to people around him so i just thought it was funny and then he gets bitten by the snake later and it was like oh my god he's like but i got the antidote already so i'll be fine so i'll be fine he's just a little upset oh man 
Yeah, no, I really enjoyed the movie. I had a fun time. The action was cool. The comedy was cool. There's a lot of actors in the movie that I love to see, including actors that we don't see as 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 often, like Andrew Koji. We're seeing more of Hiroyuki Sanada now in movies. He was Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat film a couple of years ago, or last year, or the year before. Yeah, the year before, I think. Um, and yeah, he's like he's popping up a lot more in films, which I'm I'm happy about. But yeah, like overall for me. It was just, it was a fun movie, and that's why, for me, it went into, like, my top five out of, like, 2022, like, films that we had seen, or that I had seen, personally. Yeah, no, I was definitely happy to see um, him, too, especially since uh, we had uh, kind of recently saw Mortal Kombat. I think that was our in season one of our yes. show. <laughs> that was, wow, that was, yeah, season Four one. seasons ago. Yeah. Um, but I remember it very well because we really squeezed that one in. <laughs> but right, we thought that that was good, going to be a good movie. But he was really great in this movie, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to see him again, and um, it kind of reminded me of Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. um, like the slow motion fighting and stuff, and he just oh looks my really god, cool. yes. Yes, it was very cool. The final fight between him and Michael Shannon is also just a very cool, like, fight sequence. Like, there's a lot of cool, cool choreography in there. And, yeah, so... Just generally, no. in this movie, the choreography is very entertaining. And I think they really did a good job about using their surroundings on the train. Yes, and the way the camera, like, lets you see the fight and moves while you're watching the fight is also uh, very enjoying, a uh, very... Yeah, it's easy to enjoy as well. Right? Very yeah. enjoying. Shut up. Shut up. It's time. It's time to switch. It's trying to switch gears. <laughs> so, before we get out of here, is there anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, nope, I'm good. Okay. If you guys want to hear us talk about this and more, you can check us out on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash c3films. It'd be great to see you over there. But what do you guys think about the film? Did you enjoy uh, Bullet Train? Did you enjoy all of the cameos? Or did you think it was too much? Did you enjoy the action? Or did you think that was too much? Did this movie feel like it was a fun ride for you? Uh, would you want to see it again? Whatever you thought about it, comment below. Let us know. And while you're down there, if you guys like, share, subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris. And this has been Cheryl. And we'll see you all next time.